Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back to discuss Rick and Morty episodes 8 and 9 of season 5. Rick, eternal friendshine of the spotless Mort, written by Albert Lundy, directed by Erica Hayes. I gave this episode an 8.8 out of 10. I enjoyed some contextualization of Rick's backstory and the person that he used to be. Anytime we get a little bit of those nuggets, I think it is uh, some pretty good storytelling. And then we have Forgetting Sarek Morkshell, written by Saban or Shaban. I'm not sure if I'm saying that first name correctly. Thompson and directed by Kung Hee Lim. I gave that episode an 8.3 out of 10. Not quite as uh, exciting as the previous, just because we have a longer history with that. And this felt a bit like a bit that turned in a way in which I'm not sure what that leaves for the finale. If they're going to continue on that or I think that it's probably going to turn very quickly because Rick demands and needs to be challenged the way Morty, Morty does. He's his other half when it comes to that. And I think this thing with the, with the crows is a rebound relationship and it's not going to work out the way in which Morty's rebound relationship did not work out. It was nice just to focus on just these two and their relationship and the, the very toxic yet endearing, endearing development that they continue to have with each other. Before we jump into the recap, wherever you're listening to this uh, podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, and subscribe if you want to send feedback for our last remaining episode because season six is not out yet and it will probably not drop until... March, I think March or May of this year. So that is when we will pick it up because I'm not dropping <laughs> the 24 to $30 they want for the sixth season. I can be patient. That is perfectly all right with me. Uh, so we will be doing episode 10 tomorrow so we can end it before the new year because we shall have a lot of new shows joining the roster. Uh, I think that's all that we need to get out of the way of housekeeping. So let's jump into number eight first. Rick says goodbye to the family as they take off on a vacation a la Cruz. Crosses are great, except around day four, you start feeling a little queasy. I'm dying. Help me. In our family, the code was man down. Every time you saw someone that didn't look like they was going to make it, you were like, man down, man down. Get them to the cabin, man down. 
Rick tells them the probability of another Rick solo adventure skyrockets the further away they get away from the home. And there's things that he has been wanting to do. So (laughs) off they go. In the garage, he puts on some jazz, takes back some vodka. I don't know. I think it was Hennessy. And initiates Operation Best Friend Rejuvenation, named by my favorite AI. I loved all of the back and forth between the two. I didn't write down everything. (laughs) But the computing, that was great. I didn't pick that name. He attempts to revive his long dead friend, Bird Person, back to the sewer but is told that he is missing object in mind. Name the missing object. Mind. You're killing me, Larry. She starts bargaining (laughs) when Rick starts to get frustrated and explains that Bird Person hid his mind inside his own mind and thus Rick must go inside and says that you are to save me and that I have uh, battery life enough for 600 years, but you need to also take into account the 50% chance that I'm lying about the longevity of that, in which her response was asshole detected. She also offered to suck Rick's dick. Got the nasty in my taxi. You need a lift. You can sit between the backseat and my dick. Takes one to build one. Rick goes through the bird's skull and he says, I thought this type of experience, I would have to be naked. And he's so mad (laughs) that he loses his clothes before ending up in yolk. Well, yolk in his balls, then swallowed down some intestine tubes dumped into birding manapalooza flargabark. I feel like they just put things in their mouth like cubes or something and see what comes out and that is a word that they're going to utilize in a sentence at some point in the series. We see Bird Person and Rick meeting for the first time over when they took a puff there was a twinkling sound. I need a jug like that. Which bird person is down to clown with. Naming someone apparently in bird culture is putting them in a cage. So that is why he got the moniker bird person. He said your culture really fucked you on that one. Indeed they did. He follows another version of events after getting the info from a talking boob. Rick has tricked bird person into a revenge mission as he goes into another memory through the porta potty i've never went into those i have never went into a porta potty i will look at the grass on the side of the fucking road before i will go in a porta potty <laughs> that's just not a place that i i know i know desperate times desperate desperate i don't care i will find i will literally shit in a patch of green or concrete before i'm going in that porta potty but uh back to the show (laughs) 
Rick has tricked third person in this memory into a revenge mission, but they agree to help each other, which he help with each other's stuff. No questions asked. This won't bring her back. Who was they referring to? Was that Beth or his child? One or the other? Both? I have an idea or we can just evolve into yelling is the next scene in the memory as everyone is trying to discuss plans for uh, the battle bridge or something to that effect. Memory Rick confronts Rick who lets him down gently that he is an assembled version of who bird person remembers which are all bird themed and generic. It's like, why was my ninth birthday party in a pine tree? And putting it together because bird person recalls him as being a smart person. Smart enough to know you would portal away, but never knew where you portaled to. (laughs) And thus, your portal gun does not work. I really like the two versions of the Ricks interacting with each other. The way they were like, oh, Am I sentient? Do I have free will? Well, no one has free will. Hey, I would totally be BFFs with my doppelganger. He is chasing bird person's consciousness and would prefer to do it without all the callbacks. I think you said Charlie Kaufman. (laughs) Memory Rick wants to come along since his life is a lie, but Rick tells him he really is 35 before putting a bucket in his head and trapping him. And then locating some pants. Rick finds bird person crying over a memory of Tammy being a whore. (laughs) Don't be disgusting, Tammy. It's like, I like your seed in me. Before fleeing as he clearly doesn't want to come out of his coma. The Federation are generically bad people. (laughs) In his memory. Shoot at Rick until memory Rick saves him, charmed by his older self, but warn it'll wane. Younger Rick isn't as intelligent or savvy and a bit of a hipster because he said, why would you high five that? There's a moment in which both are seizing in the current and Barbia is starting to get uh, a little shaken on her stability and says perspective required. So she propositions. <laughs> I'm the AI of the garage. The mailman by playing to his Marvel enjoyment before requiring a long list of things before getting to the chase. Make it nasty. Make it nasty. Drop, drop it on the bitch. Make it nasty. Make it nasty. Make it nasty. The way in which they just dragged fanboys everywhere. (laughs) Not fanboys, but stands. (laughs) Fuck boys. (laughs) We know. No, I think fanboys is correct. We know though who they are. Not just, you know, men that are fans of things. Those that would really be like, yeah, okay. Because a garage is the best they gonna do. their marvel obsession there's nothing wrong with loving marvel but when you're obsessed memory rick asks about the improbability of shrek being a hit after so many movies while slipping out morty's name giving away that he is considered one of the creepy versions of rick that live with their abandoned adult version 
daughter of Beth, which is odd considering apparently the real version died as a child. Oh, no. I know. Memory version, Rick is horrified at the man he grows into. However, Rick takes no blame saying this is what being you became. You're only a fairytale version of reality in which Bloody Ridge goes bad. Something they were arguing about in the flashback meeting <laughs> where they're like, I could offer an idea or we can just, <laughs> we could just argue. And something Memory Rick is excited about. We get our own version of Vietnam. And he says, why am I saving a friend that remembers me as this insufferable? Fur person does not want Rick's help, no matter how much he is offered. Probably something to do with the fact that bird person has a kid with Tammy. But no, it turns out he simply is waiting to die. He wants to die. Uh, unfortunately, at this point, though, in the story, they must go deeper to the Bloody Ridge. Is it the Bloody Ridge? <laughs> is that our Vietnam? You have the wrong values. When the battle begins, Rick is appalled and even fearful, whereas Memory Rick is entirely down with it. You were the clock of course, he sees this as cool, romantic optimism, fighting the Federation for freedom, justice, even Squanchy is there, and I thought that was a younger version of Gearhead, but it turns out that is Gearhead's older brother. Love the music choice. I like the battle. After it epically ends with a bird person and Rick doing a 360, Rick confesses to BP that he can take them to a million timelines where they win or lose can still act out their epic adventures except bp rejects rick's offer he talks about how he never showed anyone this he clearly has feelings for him but but bar person doesn't have those same feelings but tells him he can use the beacon if he is ever in need as he is in his debt fuck you i Memory Rick thinks BP is an asshole saying, okay, I get it now. But Rick tells him he loves him after he says, why are you trying to save your life for him? Like you, you love him. And if he can't get down with that, fuck off because he doesn't need him. Bird person is content with his happy memories of Tammy right before she betrayed him. Bird person thinks teaming up with himself, Rick teaming up with his younger self is sad but explains that he is awaiting to die the same as Tammy is dead. But Rick explains, well, Tammy turned you into this cyborg and you also have a kid who likely would be a fugitive, half bird, half mega bitch somewhere out there uh, on the hunt from the Federation. So if you won't live for our friendship, live to help her. Rick admits his love for BP is why he is still here as BP tells him you can't choose whom you love. That wasn't Gearhead but Gear Dude because they go to Gear Dude's funeral. He died and that's the reason why they hang out with Gearhead in the first place. 
Another memory, Rick is said to have sat through Squanchy's comedian stage for nothing, seen as he's just a sentient memory. <laughs> That's what he would take away from that. A memory Rick did a lot of saving the day for Rick choosing to die when they are to their first memory as the gateway back through their consciousness choosing to die taking evil tammy out saying living is overrated and to remember him rick mourns the cool version of himself despite all of the barbs rick revives bp with the two reconciling for only a moment saying woohoo we're back uh however while he's grateful rick brought him back he also saw through the fact that Rick knew he had a child and would have hidden it from him if it wasn't for self-preservation as his parenting might interfere with them actually hanging out. He then tells him he'll see him when he sees him. Rick said, fair enough. The mailman comes by with a barrel of energy saving devices with Barbia telling him to fuck off. But you said, get out of here. I don't know why that guy showed up. Disloyalty acknowledged. But Rick's like, nah, I get it. (laughs) Memory Rick managed to slip into Rick's childhood memories of a generation in which babysitting involved girls modeling their underwear and okay with kids watching. Memory Rick is welcomed as a sentient memory in Rick's mind and even offers to make him real so that they can go get a beer together. But he says, if I become real, will I become you? And he's like, probably. And he decides, well, maybe we'll just get that beer in your memory. There is a post credit scene with Tammy and BP's daughter in prison taking shit from nobody. With the guards thinking putting violent prisons prisoners together is counterproductive, but apparently they're not paid to think. I thought that was a really good character developing episode for Rick. Once again, getting that backstory, his relationship with Bird Person, that he is in love with someone that does not love him in return, who also loves someone that he absolutely hated. Well, not only hated, but betrayed him. Uh, and that explains why he was so upset at the the wedding. It was just more than friendship. It was uh, he wanted him for so much more, but they didn't work out. But he tends to fall for these much better people, it would seem, or find bonds with people that are against the mode, so to speak. I think that's why in the next episode, he finds himself going off with some crows But that will be a very temporary solve uh, on uh, his continuing relationship with Morty or developing relationship with Morty as it it recontextualizes itself once again, as it seems to do every season. That leads us to the spin of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Morty is going around the universe with a broom and a long list to clean up Rick's messes. (laughs) in the wake of their adventures all of the all of the superhuman beings extra extra 
extraterrestrial. There we go. They all know Morty's name. So he has a, he has a reputation. He has a purpose for himself, even if that purpose is to be the mop to Rick's <laughs> Rick's uh, trash can. Morty realizing he used more fluid when he gets back to the garage than Rick marked uh, thinks that it's a good idea to top it off with what is supposed to be Mountain Dew, but they can't use the label, so they call it lime juice. <laughs> I did wonder if Rick knew that Morty was doing this, was going off using his portal gun to fix up his messes. But when the remaining fluid spills on his hand, he finds himself face to face with a guy in the portal staring back at him by the name of Nick. Rick comes in to see the mess in his garage, but doesn't bother with an explanation other than to call him out for doing something stupid like putting dew in his portal gun and swearing you didn't spill it when you damn well did, Morty, is not helping the situation. He calls out Garbage Goober to clean it up, who loves eating garbage. <laughs> and the two get into the argument, but I understood, you know, I don't want a dressing down from Rick. So he doesn't want to tell him how badly he fucked up so that he can have to hear the lecture as he fixes things. Morty calls Rick's bluff at replacing him and Rick indulges by showing him something he has looked forward to, the wheel of anything better than Morty. Rick is the absolute king of petty. <laughs> he is so petty. He hates when Morty calls him out on the fact that I'm not disposable despite you trying to say that I am. And the fact that you can't, you always giving me shit. You always giving me shit. And then when I call you out on your emotional tire that you would even care about me at all, you always act like I could just be taken care of. And I love what Morty said to him. What are you, eight? Did you make this out of macaroni? <laughs> You expect me to believe you built this because you don't care? Yeah, you put all this effort into being this petty. You fucking care. Two crows. That's the measure of your worth when Morty says, you think I'm worthless. It's like, I never said that. You have a worth. It's two crows. But Morty tells him to eat shit. Man, that is not a healthy relationship, says Nick. Did also, he wants to know, the garbage eat my porno magazines <laughs> was all that trash in his room that's disgusting or in his cell nick tells morty to break the cycle as he clearly is showing you outside when he retrieves his crows how extravagantly he doesn't care which in morty's mind means he's in denial about how much that he does meaning rick Except Rick shows his crows are super cool and Rick doesn't have to pretend that anything is better than him. So off Morty goes on his bike. Fuck it up, fuck it up. Don't give a shit anymore. Fuck it up, fuck it up. Flip the table. 
he wants to become friends with Nick and hang out. Nick's like, I'm an alien. Morty's like, that's cool. Because Rick turned my bike into a spaceship for solo missions, like picking up his face ointment (laughs) or his foot ointment. It's like, I could see it so clearly now. It turns out his new best friend is in a mental asylum on Earth. And he didn't think to do a criminal record check or a Facebook or a Instagram, a Snapchat, uh, anything. He just took his word that one day he followed Rick back home after they were hanging out at a bar, spilled portal fluid on him, and Rick launched him to Australia. And this experience shook him so much that he's in a mental institute. Sure, that's kind of believable. But again, you have things at your disposal disposal that could easily verify this story. But no, naive Morty goes to see the man who has the portal on his pants and admits to being beaten by the guards. He says it's worse than Monday because Monday they lick our faces and they serve meatloaf. He tells him he is breaking Morty, breaking Nick out because it's not like a prison break, but leaving a hospital that wants to help you extra bad. Say what? All because he thinks if this guy can have a fresh start, so can Morty because life without Rick doesn't seem like much of an exciting life at all. But if we can, if you can get over it, then I can get over it. They injure several guards and inmates alike in the not so prison break. Using the portals in their newly formed duo called the Portal Portal Guys, Portal Pals. They escape. It's like, give me dap. Am I doing it right? Did I give you dap yet? <laughs> Both go into the garage and are joined by Jerry trashing the place rather than Jerry being concerned about his teenage child hanging out with a mentally and physically looking unwell individual pissing on things. They steal a prototype gun before leaving with Barbia warning them Rick is incoming but doing nothing to stop the robbery. Breakout character by far (laughs) just those uh little things little little tiny things that they put in there is what i really enjoy about rick and morty the oh jerry by the way he messed with one thing and was turned into liquid goo (laughs) he's like dad fuck it i ain't got time for you (laughs) the crows land and realize rick had little respect for crow culture and what they could teach him just as he got actualization and thus they turn a crow radius signal on within 300 miles to uh i guess to colonize earth jerry is like can someone help me is this a bad time yes jerry morty sells out rick's possible portal dealer to his enemies in exchange for possibly getting portal fluid all with Nick egging him on. Morty said, you're going to bring him to justice, right? 
hears gunshots. <laughs> when Nick demands portal fluid, he's like, uh, you think I would be <laughs> living like this if I had some portal fluid? Clearly, Morty has no idea where Rick gets his portal fluid and he would never tell him. And that's a good thing because then you would have things like this. So Morty's ready to leave, but Nick says no, not with what, not without what he came for. And so he starts to show his violent side, killing everyone, saying that they have a weapons that we stole from Rick. As he's murdering unarmed people, Morty realizes that he's evil, pours ash on him, and fails. Just as Rick is captured trying to rescue his crows that are at a toss-up at continuing their bond with Rick, Morty calls to admit he messed up and got into a rebound with a psycho, has a (laughs) trail of bodies behind him, all because he hurt his feelings. Rick admits he too is catching karma for his bit and the two reconcile. The crow seeing their relationship with Rick waning decides to save him from the crow rebellion. Is the point of this is life is sometimes better with the person that understands you best, even if that person is absolutely abusive in their love for you? (laughs) I don't know what that is. Nick takes control of the vehicle Morty is driving, causing Morty to crash. I was like, oh, shit. The slow-mo of him going through that windshield and shows up on on some on a rocket jetpack to remark that they are partners. And as long as they have their portals, they can't be separated. Otherwise, it's going to have to kill them. Uh. He also revealed that he did not actually trail back to the apartment or the garage after meeting up with Rick. No, they just drank at the same place and he thought Rick's portal gun was his ticket and he tried to steal it and Rick gave him some instant karma. Once again, a quick Google search would have gotten you this information or or mentioning the name of the person (laughs) to Rick like by the way who is Rick who is Nick to you he wants him to fall in line to his murder spree Rick or Morty says I already have a partner before placing his hand on the oncoming train track to have it cut off like what the fuck before dropping it to his portal causing him to collapse before taking the jetpack home and this is that crazy that crazy side of Morty <laughs> that is right on par with his with the uh, with Grandpa, because uh, he just went he burned his little shit. I mean, he was a little badass. I ain't gonna lie. The crows save Rick for Quaaludes <laughs> and forgive him for dismissing their worth as his toxic relationship with Morty doesn't define their relationship. Crows being empathetic as fuck get Rick to realize his relationship with Morty must end after fixing his hand, even though it's his motivation to be by Rick's side that makes Morty really step up to the plate despite his disasters. And it's it's Rick's value of Morty that that gets him to be a little bit more human. So it's sad for Morty, even though it's good that Rick says, you know, I never valued you as a partner or I never treated you 
uh, or made you a true partner, which is why you were afraid to tell me. You shouldn't have been afraid to tell me. And so this is done. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go away now with my with my crows because I'm obsessed with them. And off he goes with all of his shit. And the crows are on a cool spaceship as Morty as Morty looks on from the balcony. And we get the post credit scene of Garbage Goober. <laughs> Apparently he is a doctor being chastised for being a coward by his wife and not telling Rick that was not his intention when coming to this planet, but it is now what he likes to do as Summer buzzes him to come clean up the stinky, smelly, disgusting trash. A little weird, but I'll take it back, of course. So let's hop into the mailbag. Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Rick and Morty, season five, episodes eight and nine, the penultimate episode. Um, we are winding down. For this season, um, sadly, uh, we will not be able to move forward because I don't have access to watch season six as of yet, as we discussed. So, um, yeah, kind of bummed about that because um, this one was definitely a series that I've enjoyed um, more episodes than not. It wasn't too many that I didn't enjoy. Um, I think I pretty much got some enjoyment out of all of them, but some obviously I liked more than others. And so, yeah, I'm, I was really happy to delve into this one and, um, getting to know these characters. Um, of course we have episode eight. Um, I mean, and just, just a disclosure, I meant to record this uh, during the weekend, but it was just a crazy, hectic weekend, uh, Christmas weekend, of course, and I did not, because I watched this last Friday, and it's like a week later, it's, it's the next Friday, so um trying to go off memory, uh, and the little notes that I, that I wrote down, so unfortunately, that's not going to be the greatest feedbacks but um it is what it is but um like i said episode eight um this one was was a solo um rick mission um this one with him and bird person him wanting to bring bird person back to life and um and him getting into it with his uh ai in the beginning <laughs> When he's trying to uh <laughs> do his thing with a uh, bird person, <laughs> of course the hilarious line um asshole detected <laughs> takes one to make one. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Um, and then we're talking about um factor in fifty percent chance of lying. <laughs> <coughs> 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 
<laughs> that was funny. Uh, I mean, so there were some definitely um, funny lines in this one. So this is one of those other episodes where it's almost like an inception type thing. You're going in, in this case, you're going into bird person's memories or his his version of how he saw the world, I guess. And in that world, <laughs> since he had no idea uh, where Rick would go to with these portals, there was no other side to the portals, just the portals themselves. thought that was hilarious. Um, and so... Yeah, one thing in here that it was um, Bird Person that said um, that piqued my curiosity. I'm like, he was talking about your dead daughter. He was um, ragging on Rick for uh, going to a world where his dead daughter was alive. So I'm like, so there was a version of, there's a world where Beth, I guess, wasn't alive. And that's the world they came from. I I was kind of confused on that one. And of course, they use the the um, age old trope of you know you die in there, you die out there, kind of. So in this case, you die in his brain, you die in the real world. It's like really, so that that was funny. Um, and so we got to see Tammy again. Um, so that was nice, and um, I'm like really racking my brain to remember. Uh, oh yeah, we had a bunch of another version of Rick. Uh, um but yeah I'm unfortunately I'm in I'm just I don't have time to watch it again um so episode 9 was uh, Morty being Morty with the portal juice um put it pouring soda in there and I'm like sir I know I know you did you didn't notice that he had a line before you use all the portal juice and you don't know Rick by now that there's going to be some type of uh <laughs> There's going to be some type of a catch, but, you know, it's Morty. So, um, so this one was about uh, crows and, I guess, um, Rick eating crow or Morty eating crow in a way, I guess. I don't even know. Um, but, of course, um, Morty gets in his feelings, and so he has some of the portal juice on his hand, which makes a portal of, on his in his hand and he ends up getting connected with another dude that I'm like, why Morty? Why would you, you don't even know this guy and yet you're going to put all your trust and belief in what he's saying and then bust him out of a mental institution. Like, uh, you don't know who he is, sir. Uh, he's giving you this sob story and you just automatically believe it. Like, oh my gosh. Um, so he bust out, uh, portal dude and they go on this adventure and he finds out that you know portal dude is actually cray cray and then of course we got morty and his feelings because he feels like as usual rick doesn't um, appreciate his um it takes him for granted doesn't appreciate him which is why he starts uh getting it getting into this or bonding with this uh the portal guy uh, I forget his name. I'm sorry. I'm calling him the Portal Guy, but they they did give them the he did give him the name the Portal Boys. Very original. Um, <laughs> and so that was that was funny. Um, then we got the the crows um, Rick story with the crows and them going into this world where the crows are taking over. 
yeah, I, like I said, it's been a minute since I watched these episodes. I don't remember, and I feel like I need to just send feedback. Um, but I enjoy both of them. Um, just, you know, your typical Rick and Morty adventure to where, you know, uh, Morty feels underappreciated. Rick goes out on his own thinking he doesn't need Morty. He bonds with these crows and then come to find out he... They still make good a good team, make a great team. So um, that's all I got. I'm not going to ramble on um, because, yeah, it's my fault. I should have uh, did my feedback right after I watched the episodes. And so that's on me. Until next time, I love peace to Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. Thank you, Queen Shy, for your thoughts on the episodes. I am very sad that our journey is almost over. I, too, uh, have really enjoyed. I know I got through the first couple of seasons and I never got past season two, but three, four, and five have been very fun. You're right. Even if it's not the best of episodes, it's usually something worth chuckling over. Uh, (laughs) uh, Even if it's uh, the stupidest stuff you could ever imagine. But I think you got, I think you, I like the, the scenes that you brought up. They were all good aspects of this episode. Um, glad you caught the thing about Beth too, because they love throwing these little Easter eggs into what really is the past for Rick and Morty. And I think this show, now that's getting six, going on the seven seasons, they can take their time really telling this this arc and they keep getting more creative and, and playing with different ideas versus just kind of a, a parody version of the show the first two seasons. It really has taken on an identity of its own. And I look forward to in, this, in bittersweetly ending the fifth season, but glad that we have the sixth season to look forward to. If you have any thoughts uh, to send on the finale, blackercouch at gmail.com. If you leave a comment below, my social media will be there. Like, share, and subscribe once again. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. 